You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Adwitta. This is Murps. We don't have that much to say about the arena. Today is going to be very BG focused. We have so much to say about the arena. Blizzard made the biggest arena announcement of the year. This is true. Okay, all of 2022. There has not been more stuff happening in the arena than right now with this upcoming patch that's scheduled to launch on Tuesday. This is patch 22.2. We'll talk about Battlegrounds afterwards. There's stuff happening in Battlegrounds too. But first, in the arena, they're going to do what they should have done on, I want to say, the day or two after they released the expansion, which is to add cards from the set into the arena. Uh, If you didn't know, and we haven't really harped on it, we like mentioned it offhand, uh, but there's quite a number of cards that have just never made it to the arena. They are not important cards. You will not be super happy to see them or miss them if they're gone, but they do exist. And, and now you will see them. Um, and I think there's enough of them, actually, that you'll see the overall power level in the arena like go down a tiny bit. Uh, so I'm just going to run through these cards very quickly. Uh, like I said, don't get too excited, but you are getting some new cards in the arena. Uh, first is Frantic Hippograph. Frantic Hippograph, 5 mana, 3, 7. Rush, Honorable Kill, Gain Wind Fury. Um, that's, these are all common neutrals, uh, or they're at least all neutrals. Then it's uh, Herald of Lakolar. Herald of Lakolar is your four mana three five uh, common neutral battle cry. Draw a frost spell. Like I don't know, maybe it makes mage a tiny bit better, uh, but it's not gonna. None of this is going to upset the balance too much. Um, afterwards, it is Stormpike Marshall. Stormpike Marshall is a rare common, uh, rare neutral. 4 mana, 2, 6, Taunt. If you took 5 or more damage on your opponent's turn, this costs 1. Not too bad of a card. Like, these, you know, you'll, you'll draft these cards. They're not, like, undraftable. Um, we'll see how much this slows the meta down. I imagine not by that much. Uh, but with the deep, deep Demon Hunter dominance, uh, any amount of this will, you know, should, uh, should help at least a tiny bit. Although if you're picking cards of that quality, I don't really think you're beating a Demon Hunter anyway. But um, So yeah, that's... Uh, oh, no, there's a couple more. Sorry. Snowblind Harpy. 3 mana, 3, 4. Rare. Battlecry, if you're holding a Frostbell, gain 5 armor. whoop de doo uh, After that, um, you have Frostwolf Warmaster. Uh, 4 mana, 3, 3. It costs 1 less for each card you've played this turn. You could coin it out as a three and a three three. Like it's it's not terribly useful in in, in the arena, um, and that's that's it. These are uh, these are the cards that are added. Oh, sorry, Grim Totem Bounty Hunter is also added. Three mana four two battle card destroy enemy legendary minion. This is not really a card. It's also epic. Anything else? No. So anyway, there's apparently a bug where if they had it in the uh, the track. Uh, the the expansion pass track, uh, then they, they didn't go into the arena. I don't know why, but that was a bug, and uh, they were unable to fix it quickly. So it is now like a month and a half after the launch of the expansion. They fixed it. They're putting it out. So we're getting some new cards. That's that's it. 
cool. So look, if you guys are sitting at home thinking, wow, I sure hope there's like more to come with Arena, remember, you shouldn't expect it. <laughs> You really shouldn't expect it. We might be in for a long, cold arena winter here. Tian is gone. The button is gone. They want to do it right this time. But it seems like that is going to take a bit of time. It's going to be a while. We might see the next expansion sort of come and go. And then we might see whatever their next iteration of micro adjust slash balance system. So I'm yeah. hoping for an announcement when the next expansion hits, you know, like, I, that's what I'm hoping. For. I'm that's hoping like, for that, but I have no idea. So if you're expecting something to happen, the next expansion hits early April. So if you're expecting anything to even be announced before that, like they may, but I think odds are low. Yep. Okay. So I think that is it for Arena. If you are not interested in Battlegrounds, I understand. But you should be interested <laughs> in Battlegrounds because we have just seen patch notes 22.2 yeah. for the biggest Battlegrounds update ever. As in, This is what happens when Blizzard cares about a mode. Yes, this is exactly what happens when they uh, care about a mode and they care to update it. They give out all these things to content creators to hype it up. We have a preview stream with all of the big streamers. They went the full, you know, like the uh, the luxury experience of BGs. Anyways, we are going to have uh, a huge BG patch on the 25th. So Tuesday, it is coming up. Let's go through the general big things first. And then we can talk about generally the good and the bad and the questions that are lingering. And then we can go into specifics. So the big news is Battleground Buddies are here. And he, here are just some general things about the buddy system, which, first of all, we learned during the streams this week, it's not permanent. That really surprised me uh, because, as you'll see, it's a ton of work. And Dom, uh, who is the... If not the lead designer, you know, a designer on the Battlegrounds team has revealed that they plan on having this buddy system for longer than the spell system. If you remember the, mm -hmm. the Dark Moon spells, but not permanent. Uh, and they brought the spell system back at one point, right? They brought it back randomly. Remember, it was yeah. randomly in the rotation. And then, of yeah. course, they made a hero based on the spells. Ticketus, mm -hmm. right? So, y y look out. Like, eight months from now, we'll have a hero based on buddies or something. Like, that. that's... But here's how the buddy system works. Um, the buddy system now incorporates a meter that you can see right next to your hero. So, this meter has two goals or break points whenever you fill it halfway to the first break point you get a buddy and a buddy is a you can play it like a normal minion uh but these minions can't be bought from the shop and they are hero specific which means there are 75 battlegrounds buddies that you may obtain by doing stuff i'll get into that in a little bit you hit the halfway mark of the meter, you get one buddy. You complete the buddy meter, you get two more of the same buddies. And of course, if you still have the original one and you get the two other ones, you now triple them. So you could choose to sell your buddy 
and then just play the other two that you get separately, you will see sometimes that's the way to go. Other times you want to keep your original buddy so that you can triple it, and that's better. Um, you know, it, it'll differ from hero to hero. But uh, you fill up your buddy meter just by doing things that you want to do. So it's like dealing damage, playing minions, etc., etc., like winning or tying. Um, so that is, you can read all about this, by the way. I, I encourage everybody to look at the patch 22.2 notes. It's really complicated. It's if you're wondering, like, hey, Murps, you're usually pretty good at explaining things. Why do you suck now? It's not Murps. This is just a really, like, this is a, a pretty obtuse kind of concept. There's a lot but, of information such that, but yeah. Most people, and I include people who are very good at this game and people who are playing this competitively, will not have to know exactly how this system works in terms of how this meter gets filled up. Or they can just like use the results of other people who do research. Like, there's no need to delve too deep into how this meter fills up. Just know that when you do stuff in Battlegrounds, as time goes on and you do stuff, half the meter will fill up, you'll get one buddy, then the other half will fill up, you'll get two buddies. You could just play them out, or you could hold the first buddy and then you'll have a, a golden buddy, you know, at the end of it. That's all you need to know. Also, an additional detail is that not uh all heroes will get their buddies at similar rates even if they do similar things because mm. your hero has different tiered buddies um and there are three different tiers right now basically tier two tier three tier four buddies you will get your if you choose a hero with a tier two buddy you will get that buddy faster than a hero that has a tier four buddy you should unless you're just doing wacky crazy stuff so that's the basic explanation for now. Um, once again, there are 75 unique Battleground buddies. Let's talk about the new heroes as well, and then we can talk about this update big picture-wise and then get into some specifics. If you are listening to this and you're thinking, wow, Murps, are you going to go over all 75 buddies? I am not. There's no way. <laughs> there, is, there is no way. I go, will go read. You, and yes, look at all just go this. read. But what I want to do later on is talk about certain buddies and how they fit into kind of this the good and the bad uh, from a design and play ex, um, you know experience and, and how these certain heroes illustrate that. But first, let's talk about the heroes because we have uh, some new heroes here, and I think their pure powers are quite interesting. So first, you have Brucon. Uh, he has a zero mana hero power. It's called Embrace the Elements. Um, so you just get a choice. So at the start of battle, you can choose one of these options. You can either double your leftmost minion's attack, you can deal one damage to five random enemy minions, uh, you can give four friendly minions death rattle, summon a 1-1 elemental, or you can give your rightmost minion plus three health and taunt. So this is just one of those uh, heroes in which, you know, you, you get some tempo uh, and you're able to get kind of like some choice in here. Let's just go through them all. I won't talk about how good these heroes are quite yet because there, there's there's way too much stuff here. 
do you want to read off some of this stuff since you seem to not be talking as much? Um, you could just say like, no. Read read off the next hero. Yes, just read off the heroes. Okay. Uh, so next we have Drekthar. Drekthar uh, has a zero amount of hero power as well. That says choose a friendly minion. It copies the attack of your highest attack minion for next combat only. So you get extra attack on on something that presumably wants it more. Uh, next it's Vandar Stormpike. Vandar Stormpike. Choose a friendly minion. Again, zero mana. Choose a friendly minion. It copies the health of your highest health minion for next combat only. They're being very creative with these. Uh, next is Tavish Stormpike. Tavish Stormpike, Deadeye is the hero power. Also cause zero mana. This is one where you get to, at the start of uh, combat, it deals one damage to your target and it upgrades each turn. So you can also aim it at the leftmost minion, the lowest health minion, the highest health minion, or the rightmost minion, if you have a prediction on what your opponent, or just knowledge on what your opponent is doing. Uh, so this one will build over time. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's the new heroes. Okay. In addition to the new heroes, one huge, huge, huge change is that the price or the cost to tier up to tier 5 has been increased by 2 gold. So it went up from 9 gold to 11 gold. This is huge. They kept mm -hmm. the price to tier up to 6 the same. So it's just this additional so weird. hurdle to get to tier 5. So once That's again. so weird. Remember, yeah. by the original math, tier 6 should be 1 mana more expensive than it currently is. So now... They're restoring the original... First of all, they power creeped everything quite a bunch. Then, they've restored the original tier 6 and added one more mana to it. But, they've also added 2 to tier 5. That's just... It's, it's such a weird change. Let's pull back for a second. And... Talking about <coughs> all these big things that are happening to BGs... Um, I watched the reveal stream with all the streamers. I've looked at these buddies. I've talked to people who are actually good at the game, unlike me right now. So let's talk about the good first. First of all, uh, it shouldn't need to be mentioned, but you know, from someone who has played a lot of Arena, uh, it's just good that they are putting massive effort into a game mode and doing this. They obviously care a lot about BGs, and if you want to play in a limited format in which you know it'll get updated and get a lot of love and care, uh, I mean, this is BGs, right? So that's really cool. Um, oh, additionally, they're taking away armor for now. Yeah. They said that, you know... It'll be back, probably. Yeah, they, they want to take away armor just for now, um, and... You know, hopefully they're just going to be nimble, like that they are committed to making changes if necessary in a somewhat timely fashion. So that is the good. Then there is the bad. And I'm going to mention the dreaded D word, which is duels. And the reason I mention that is because <laughs> for the exact same reason 
that we all kind of laugh at duels. You know, we laugh at PJ. We love PJ, but we laugh at him for playing duels. And let's face it, the reason that duels just didn't land, it, it just wasn't successful, is because of the complexity involved. And the complexity that is two-folded. Number one, when the game gets a lot more complex for <clears throat> players, yes, there's a certain amount of reward for you knowing all of this stuff, but there's an extra hurdle for you to get into the game and feel good about the game. Because if you don't know all of this stuff, then you're like, oh, I don't know. I have to, you know, even if you don't have to, you might feel like you want to slash, you know, should learn about this stuff in order to just be better at the game, right? It's like, would you do better if you knew all of the buddies? Yeah, yeah, you you would. Like, no matter what sort of skill level you were, you mm-hmm. would just do a little bit better. And then more importantly, this is a lot of stuff for the developers to balance, right? And I think it's one of the reasons why they immediately said, this isn't permanent. <laughs> this is not permanent here. This will go, not not like, oh, this might go away. No, this will go away at some point. Now, of course, it means it could come back. But 75 buddies is so much stuff. And the devs said that they play tested for a couple of months uh, once again, I'm just, I, I don't know if it's true or not. I, I would assume it is. And uh, Dom and the team play tested it. I'm going to tell you guys just from my quick viewing of the reveal stream, play testing when you have leaderboard players who are like, you know, know this game inside and out, grinded it out. Like, they didn't even need months of playtesting. They just got got these heroes in their hands, and I, I was mostly watching it from Slissa and Colin's perspective, but I skipped streams to like, oh, let's see what Dog is doing, right? Let's see what Crip is doing. Uh, what's uh, Sun and JJ doing? They revealed a lot of stuff that I think are going to be extraordinarily problematic. And it just goes to show they prop like Blizzard probably did playtest this a lot. But when you playtest it with people who are not at the very top of the game versus people who have been playing this as their job, and then seeing a vulnerability and then immediately exploiting it to the max degree possible, um, it just seemed like a different game. And chat noticed as well when the streamers played it. There were some explosive plays such that I think it was very fun for the community and for streamers. However, it created, if you want to look at the meta overall, you just see sometimes where there is literally nothing you can do. You just die if you're facing this person. And it's very, very early on because of the sheer explosive plays available once you introduce another mechanic that allows you to snowball allows you to high roll so that is the i wouldn't exactly say like bad because once again it's not permanent but it's another one of those questionable like oh like blizzard has shown recently that they are willing to take chances which is good but man it does seem like they are biting off more than they could possibly chew and it's nice that 
the harm will only be for maybe some months instead of forever. But this seems to me like a system in which might be fun for a little while. It'll easily, easily be broken at the start. And it would take a lot for them to fix it. And the problem with duels is that all of these problems that we talked about, they are there. And just from, look, I don't play duels, okay? But just from what I heard, they, Blizzard was slow in fixing things. When they fixed things, they didn't fix them enough. And just the nature of duels in which you have so many moving pieces. They want to make the game so dynamic, so cool, right? You have all of these unique overpowered things. They just couldn't really balance it at the end. Like all of these treasures, all of these ridiculous combo cards um, in there. I don't think BGs is exactly there yet, and we'll see exactly what happens, but I think we are approaching there. So that's my big picture take on the buddy system. Taking chances is good. I think taking chances when you know that you are allocating resources to it, that's fine. Hopefully Blizzard will is you know standing guard, ready to make changes that are necessary. Uh, because I, I want to discuss some of these heroes a little bit and exactly how problematic they are. Uh, and then we can talk about sort of why I think changes need to happen very, very soon. You got any thoughts on the buddy system before we continue? Yeah. Um, so you keep saying, oh, it's not permanent, it's not permanent. It's going to be for who knows how many months. You're yeah. going to be like, you know, in the it's not like there's battlegrounds and then there's battlegrounds with buddies. There's just battlegrounds with buddies. That's it. It's like whenever the arena goes into an event meta, like, say, dual class, I stop playing, right? Uh, I'm not the only one. Um, it may be exciting for a week or so for some people, but a lot of people also get pretty annoyed about it by the end. I'm sure they're going to put more effort into, you know, putting the armor system back in, having some semblance of balance, maybe doing a round of nurse or whatever, right? But it's an event meta. They're not hiding it. They basically just announced you're going to be in an event meta, inde not indefinitely, but for an indefinite period of time that we know will end, but indefinitely. Uh, and that's what's happening. And you know what happens in an event meta. If you care about the competitiveness of the game and the ability for your skill to make an impact, you don't like event metas, especially long event metas. This is not like, a, oh, I hope Blizzard will do a better job here, or, oh, I don't know, if Blizzard throws 20 developers at this problem instead of zero the way they do in Arena, it'll be better. This is a fundamental thing that cannot be solved. It's not that Blizzard failed with duels. It's that Blizzard set up a product that everybody knew they were going to fail. We were not the only ones who said they were going to fail. We were hardly even, you know, like, alone in our predictions. Um, but everyone was, like, looking and was like, well, Blizzard, is, are you going to fail? Uh, we all think you are, but maybe you won't. And they do fail, right, predictably. And they're going to fail here. And they failed with the uh, the spells, which was even a lower consideration back at Battlegrounds. If you look at uh, success and failure by whether they were able to create a competitive game mode. But that's not how Blizzard looks at it. Right? That's not how Blizzard looks at any of this stuff. They didn't throw this much development time into this system to create a good, balanced, competitive game mode. They did it because it was cool. They did it because it was fun. And they spent so much time on it, they're not going to let it just be for one month. 
This is an absurd amount of resources to spend for a one-month event. So, well, this is spells not... were here for about two months, and they said it's longer than spells. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So this is yeah. This is definitely going to be here for long. I mean, just look at the work that went into this. So you are now looking at battlegrounds, not just as a spells maybe a one-off kind of like thing. And I mean, I don't think anyone thought spells were a one-off thing. I didn't say it. But this is going to become a permanent fixture of battlegrounds. I don't mean buddies are permanent, and we know buddies aren't permanent. But events that last many months are going to be a permanent part of the battlegrounds cycle. So, what do you do if you are a player who cares about competitiveness and plays battlegrounds? Are you going to dodge this game for like... I don't know, half the year, uh, because it'll be partly this event, partly that event, and it's sometimes normal. Is is that what you do? No? Are you just going to grin and bear it? Like, this is not, Blizzard's not setting up something that we're like, well, they have a 1% chance of succeeding balancing. They have an armor system now. The armor system will only make it technically balanced. It will not change the fact that you will not win a matchup before you even know what the opponent has done. You just see their character... And you're like, oh, this is turn three. I lose the next match. Okay, next match. If I match up with these two, I'm going to win. If I match up with these three, I'm going to lose. Oh, I match up with these. I'm going to win this one. Okay, next one. What? Like, you guys know what's, what's, what's about to happen. And Blizzard can make it so every hero wins approximately the same percentage of time. But they cannot make it more skill-based. That ship has sailed. This is going to be a low skill meta for the entirety until they get rid of this well so i've spoken with some people and more and more the skill in bgs is tilting towards memorizing your build memorizing what is good uh you know like sort of what tribes you need to be in in order for the uh this hero to just be absolutely broken I think this is a good uh, uh, time to get into the heroes a little bit because one good example, when we're talking about buddies, uh, let's talk about one of the buddies that people are really fearful of, as in this is extraordinarily powerful. We're talking about Millhouse Manastorm here. Uh, if you guys, just a quick refresher, Millhouse's hero power is, uh, it's passive, minions cost two gold, refresh costs two gold, and tavern tiers cost one more. Millhouse's buddy is a tier 2 buddy. This is important, by the way, because another idea that people had is tier 2 buddies are going to gatekeep a lot of the tier 4... Like, tier 4 buddies have to be amazing because these tier 2 buddies immediately power spike people. And the tier 4 buddies, because you get them later, your health is going to suffer a decent amount. Like, you don't have that power spike yet. And the game is just going to get faster. It's going to get more powerful from earlier turns so you got to take those hits and your tier four buddies man they better power spike the shit out of you in order to mm-hmm. be that good so right off the bat millhouse is a tier two buddy and the buddy uh it's a four four minion it says after you buy a minion add one of the same tavern tier to bob's tavern and the golden version is you add two of the same minion uh to the same tavern now, first, when people looked at it, they were like, oh, uh, like, you know, I heard some people saying like, oh, this is going to be really good. Then when people played it, they were like, oh, this is really good. And then when people thought about it further, 
uh, they recognize that, for example, um, if elementals, dragons, and pirates are in the lobby, like Millhouse's hero is just pretty good generally, but if you have those in the lobby, elementals, dragons, and pirates are in, if you can get to tier five, you basically mm. use your buddy's power. Remember, every time you buy a tier five, another one appears, and then you can just keep buying these tier fives. These are all things that refresh. What's the tier five dragon? It's um, Murazond. You just keep on buying Murazond. What's the, these uh, tier five elementals? Uh, well, it's the ones that give you more elementals. What about pirates? Oh, wait, you get hoggers. That's just infinite gold. So if those three are in, all you have to do is get to tier five with Millhouse, and you have unlimited gold. That's it. It, it. It's just free gold at that point with Millhouse. Uh, so this is kind of like the power spike I'm talking about, but also just the game is trending more towards this hero with these tribes so good. And with other heroes, it'll depend on what's in, what's out, like it always has been. But I think Millhouse is one that people are rightfully super duper worried about. Um, and this is one in which I think people are a little bit fearful because I don't know if this one is going to be nerfed that quickly. Because this is one that high MMR players are going to exploit. They also have the APM to do it, right? Like this is a this is an APM thing, right? You got to think fast. You got to get all this gold, and eventually you want to turn that into some sort of build, whatever it might be. Low MMR players, I don't know how fast they pick it up. Even if they do this, I don't know how well they do it because all it does is give you the resources to like build right. something right um it, it, for example if you gave an like uh, a skilled carpenter slash architecture a million dollars and you told them okay n now you can go buy stuff and build something they will build something amazingly beautiful right if you gave it to like me or advocta uh and also the rule is like you know you have to build it you, i would just be like oh god hire someone well yeah yeah so you can't hire so it's like it's in your hands if you gave mm -hmm. us a million dollars you don't want to see the house that we built. <laughs> like yeah, you just you don't give us a hundred million dollars. It ain't gonna be. Good. It's not gonna be good. So it's gonna be dangerous. This really checks all the boxes, and it's why I want to talk about Mo House first. It checks all the boxes of the things that I'm scared of. It's a hero with a a fast tier two, potentially absolutely broken bonkers buddy that gives unlimited resources. Once again. Uh, they're trying to make resources a little bit harder. And with Millhouse, it's like, okay, yeah, you, you got to get to tier five. Tier five is more expensive now, blah, blah. But once you get there, look at what I just said. If those tribes are in, you just already have unlimited resources. That's so scary. And it's so busted. So that's one of those things that is uh, just ridiculous and if you look at some some of these other buddies um you know in comparison of course it is impossible for uh it is impossible for them to balance all the buddies to make them all creative but let's turn to the other side and look at something like deathwing first of all 
Deathwing hasn't been good since like forever, right? But here's an opportunity. I was on the leaderboard when Deathwing was good. Yeah, th- this is true. But oh, now is the chance for them to make Deathwing relevant, right? Let's let's give them a good buddy. Well, what does Deathwing have? Remember, Deathwing's ability is a passive. It says all minions have plus two attack, which means if you have um, mechs, if you have some beasts with rat packs and everything, it is, you know, you're just going for that death rattle kind of stuff, right? Now, it has a tier three buddy. Remember, this one is harder to get than Millhouse's buddy. It is a three eight. Okay, stats are okay. Your minions have plus three attack. So it's adding on to your hero power, which we recognize absolutely sucks. It does, it, it, why? It doesn't do anything. It, it actually doesn't do anything. Like, it, it, it just seems to be a misunderstanding of why Deathwing sucks right now. Uh, I can't, I can't believe that this is a tier three buddy, first of all, and for it to just further Deathwing's hero power, which sucks, like, it doesn't, it, it, it just doesn't really make sense. Um, and there are other heroes like that. I won't mention all of them, but that's also a perfect example of like a hero that currently is going nowhere. And after the buddy system comes out, it has fallen even further behind. When you th- plus twenty armor, <laughs> like when you look at something like Millhouse, and you see, holy shit! Like, okay, so what? F- first of all, what is the current meta, and what is the meta going to be like? Well, they didn't exactly change the, you know, like the meta, so. Tier 4 should still be a big thing. Avenge should still be a big thing, especially if elementals and demons are in. So Nest Matron is still good. Uh, and then, you know, like Dazzling Elemental, Doomsayer, still going to be very, very good. From the stream that we saw, the meta is going to be pretty fast. You got to be really, really choosy about the tier four buddies that you get. Because once again, everybody's going to go faster. The power level is increased. And those tier two buddies are going to start spiking in power so significantly. And they're going to be slapping you if you have a tier four buddy. Such that you have to survive. And then once you survive, you need to win immediately. You need to just like start winning because you will almost die. So, right off the bat, like, that seems tough. Now, I've talked about sort of, like, Tier 2 buddies being good. Okay, so what is the degree, like, that Tier 4 buddies have to kind of be in order for uh, Tier 4 buddies to potentially work? Let's talk about a few Tier 4 buddies, and then we can talk about some Tier 4 buddies that uh, just will not work at all. Uh... First of all, we have uh, Flurgle. You guys know I love Flurgle. Um, Flurgle is a t- has a tier four buddy, and it says Battle Cry: Transform minions in Bob's Tavern into Murlocs of the same tavern tier. I think this one has potential. I think this one has 
potential. I think it's like pretty cool. It's definitely got a big power spike, right? So we have to see how fast the meta is. Maybe you never get this off with Flurgal, but I think Flurgal also has ways to protect itself in the earlier game. So that is kind of interesting. Let's get to one that people are really, really uh, excited about and kind of um, just talking about, which is Krag. Uh, and Krag has a buddy that has a battle cry, Refresher Hero Power. Now, when Tiger debuted this originally, he thought that it refreshed Krag's hero power from the beginning, as, it, as in it reset the timer. Then it was revealed, and he's like, oh wait, I messed up. I've been told that it doesn't actually reset it. It just refreshes it, which means if the first time you push the button, you know, it gave like eight gold and then you refresh it, it would still be at eight or it would go to nine. You know, it would keep scaling up. So that is real, you know, that's the sort of power spike that you need for a tier four buddy. Um, it's interesting because if you just look at the preview stream, it doesn't seem like tier four buddies are that viable. Uh, just because there was so much pressure being put on by the tier two buddies. Let's also talk about one more tier two buddy. This one actually isn't in the game right now, or as in it won't be in the game when the patch launches, but then maybe it's because Blizzard looked at it and said, whoops, this is way too good. I don't know how it got past like testing, to not being changed and then they had to like remove it it's chimvala chimvala has a tier two buddy it's called snow elemental it's a four three elemental so it even has an elemental tag it says bob always offers an extra frozen elemental whenever the tavern is refreshed that's insane chimvala's here power remember it's a passive and it says after you play three elementals reduce the cost of upgrading bob's tavern by three so Chenval was always this super snowball, <laughs> snowball, like snow, get it? Snowball-y, econ-oriented hero that was just at the whim of like Bob's sort of, you know, like, Bob, you feeling good today? You want to give me some elementals? No? Okay, I guess I lose. If Bob wanted to give you elementals, though, you just beat the shit out of everybody in the lobby. We've seen that, you know, like when Chimvala was like maybe pickable a time or two. I picked Chimvala when I when I was on the leaderboard sometimes. It was just fun to play. And it wasn't... Uh, but if Chimvala is released with this tier two buddy, so remember, you're going to get your buddy along with all the other tier two buddies. Uh, essentially, you're just saying, okay, Chimvala, after you get your buddy, you are a combined Ysera and Omu but like better. <laughs> um, that's crazy to me. I, I don't know how, you know, there are some heroes in which you look at their, their buddy and you're just like, wow, this is so tame. Let's look at AFK for a second. It's a, <clears throat> it's a tier two buddy. It's snack vendor. It's a five, four minion. It says at the end of your turn, Give your tier three minions plus one plus one. What? That is the buddy. AFK 
and we all know she's super overpowered, right? She's super overpowered. Her buddy is just at the end of your turn, give your tier three minions plus one plus one. And then we have Chen Vangla, a tier two buddy, which turns Chen Vangla into a super Omu Ysera hybrid. And also, if you've been away, Ysera is pretty freaking good right now. So this is, once again, one of the problems when you introduce uh, one of these one of these systems here. Uh, and oh yes, somebody brings up something that's very interesting. It doesn't buff itself because it's a two star. <laughs> it only buffs. God, that's hilarious. Um, whenever you have something that is so comprehensive, so you know, reaching for the stars, it's not going to be balanced. That's understandable. So once again, I'm not cr criticizing them. Be like, oh, look at them. They couldn't find the perfect balance. No, it is the fact that they introduced something like this that just could never be balanced. Mm -hmm. um, and you also don't have unlimited time for playtesting, for design and everything. So some heroes will be kind of boring, like AFK. Not just boring, but boring and underpowered. Um, some are going to be ridiculously powerful. Like if you look at Chinvanga, um, if you look at Millhouse, right? Like those are ridiculously powerful. Um, and then there are some that are just like, wait, wait a second. Uh, like, you know, this just seems to be a slightly better version almost um, of the, uh, like, Th this is just almost like a slightly better version of uh, ones that we have already seen. So let me let me see if I can. I, I mean, it's Blizzard giving up on balancing. It's Blizzard saying, "Hey, look, this game is not about the competitive aspect." Even though we're launching competitive battlegrounds at the same exact time, this game is just not about balance. It's just about people coming in and having a good time. And so if you're a player who needs your game to be uh, significantly more than that, then there's no place for you in this game for at least a while. Um, you know, go do something else. Maybe presumably in Hearthstone, hopefully. Uh, but, you know, if you're leaving Hearthstone, then you leave Hearthstone for a while. And then maybe come back. I, I don't know what Blizzard does with this kind of stuff. Because Battlegrounds, it, it seems like they're starting to acknowledge competitive battlegrounds right they have a whole system coming in that includes battlegrounds now and they haven't had that before so we all thought that battlegrounds was getting to a place in which you could start doing competitive events at battleground because blizzard started doing competitive events at battlegrounds but then the developers went crazy or have been going crazy for many 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 months developing this system and now they're pushing it out uh so what happens to competitive battlegrounds it's it's gonna be terrible. Um, like, I, I I I don't know how interesting it would be to see people do things that are mostly out of their control. Um, I mean, this this once again goes into. I, and, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not an esports expert. Uh, I like I, in terms of setting up events and what people like to watch. Maybe people like to watch this stuff, and then for the players, you're just going to force them to play this kind of stuff because this is what the sanctioned events are. Uh, but 
for for people that could also participate in the and who knew this game before it became like this, I don't know. It's going to be pretty sad, I think. So here's what's going to happen. I think that we are going. The patch is going to launch on the twenty fifth. If you guys are interested at all, check it out. I'll be checking it out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be new. You should check it out, right? You should check it's it out. Event. Events are it's always an event. fun the first exactly. couple weeks. Um, and then it's just a matter of how exactly is the meta going to play out? You know I, I, I how it's going to play out. It's going to get super fast. Why? Because they've given everybody and these then, power spikes. After that, it's how fast Blizzard reacts and exactly They're, what they do. They can react super fast, but what are they going to do about it? What can they do about it? I think what, Let's what say you do they react the absolute fastest they possibly can. I think what you do is obviously you know go for the lowest hanging fruit first. If Millhouse is just that problematic, right? If whatever yeah. is just there's seventy five options. Uh, it's not just Millhouse. He's that, just the most obvious. Well, one. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, you whack down the seven like most problematic things and then you wait uh-huh. like a few more days you you, you like your a week right they do whack down the next six mm-hmm. wait a couple of days whack down the next five wait a couple of days whack down the next four and wh- whatever pops up and because whenever you introduce so many variables yeah they're all connected right so what yep. when you do something to one of the things it because everything's on a string a little bit it pulls everything a tiny bit mm-hmm. and some sometimes you pull a little bit and that was just enough for it to like collapse right or for this yeah. to rise significantly mm-hmm. so we'll see how they handle it. i am more curious about how they handle the next few months rather than what the next few months are because i think we understand it's going to be definitely messy it's going to be a lot of fireworks some people are going to enjoy it. I doubt people will enjoy it throughout the entire duration of the event. If you guys remember, for the spells as well, people were really calling for the spells to be gone at the end of it. That's also because they didn't balance the spells, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, at all, in the middle. They were just like, well, we're leaving it anyway in a bit, so just live with it for a while. Here, they may actually balance the stuff, or try to. Yes. So... Yeah, that's where we're at here. Um, the buddy system is out. I don't want you guys to think that this is like just sort of a, a, a negative or something. Like, look, if there's one thing to kind of take away, it's that they care deeply about Battlegrounds. Stuff is going to get uh, fixed. Stuff is going to get updated. The critique is mostly from me just being like, just process-wise and thought-wise, I don't agree with what's going on here. And also, I don't know if this was the best use of resources. That's just from my perspective, right? But at the end of the day, they've shown that they care significantly about BGs. And if you are there thinking like, oh man, is this bad for BGs? It's like, you should think of it as in the long term, this is great for BGs just because they have shown a deep commitment to it. And let's face it, they don't always show a deep commitment to, to, uh, to game modes. So that's good. I don't want that to get lost because it's easy to sort of hear all these criticisms. But I I just want to describe because you know where a lot of what we talk about is about process. It's about sort of like what was your idea behind it and how and then how much does the execution match the idea? Here's the idea behind it. Whatever the idea behind it was, someone and multiple people raised their hands and go, this will be pretty much impossible to balance no matter how much we try. 
uh, probably the whole balance team, uh, hopefully the whole balance team recognized this. And um, everybody then decided, yeah, but, but that's not as important as how fun this will be. That's what happened. That's the process. There's no two ways about it. You don't get this result unless that was the process. I don't have to like have the minutes from their meetings to, to know that that's what happened. That's what happened. Maybe they thought about it for a couple more meetings. Maybe they thought about it for one meeting. Maybe it was just an exchange of emails. But that exchange happened and the result happened. And I think that that should tell you a lot about what the team behind Hearthstone and the people in power behind Hearthstone find important, at least for Battlegrounds. All right. So that is it. If you notice, I didn't talk about the vast majority of the heroes. I just wanted to talk about <laughs> ones that uh, kind of I can use as an example uh, for uh, the points that I wanted to make. Uh, I'm certainly not going to talk about the bad or boring ones. There are quite a few that are kind of interesting, that are quite powerful. Um, I'm just going to mention one last one, for example. Uh, Tavish's hero power you're gonna like this one it's crabby it's called crabby you love crabby yeah, uh but crabby for example um at the start of battle it gives adjacent minions the stats equal to the amount of damage that you dealt with your hero power i'll give you a few seconds to think about it guys and if your first thought was wow that's pretty good because that's basically like proto uh drake with terragosa and if dragons are in that's basically just like a super buff for Terragosas, you are correct. Even if it's not, you know, you can use it for mechs, you can use it for some like, I don't know, Hydras for Cleave. It's a huge amount of tempo along with hero power. Is it like power. random stats? No, 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 not random stats. So the hero power goes up in damage each turn, right? It deals one damage, it deals right. two damage, blah, 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 blah. But it's giving stats, like what, what are plus, stats? So oh. if it dealt 10 damage, okay. you get plus 10, plus 10 to each minion on, oh, on each side. Oh, yep. okay. Uh, and uh, once again, right now, Terragosa dragons are really good, right? It, it's kind of the problem with dragons. You look at dragons and you're like, oh man, uh, what is the best dragon comp? Calgo sucks. <laughs> your tier 6 dragon comp is so much worse than your tier 3, tier 4 dragon comp. So much worse. Dragons are really problematic right now. Like Part of the reason why... For example, like Ysera is really strong and everything is the fact that you don't need tier 6 and like you never want to see a Calagos. It, it, it's funny because I, I watch streams and chat still has this, maybe chat just loves to like buff things or whatever. They, they, they're they still like, oh man, it's like, yeah, you got these Terragoses, but like once you get that Calagos and it's like, no, you never, you, you don't need Calagos. Calagos is a waste of your gold now. Like, what are you doing? Just get more Terragoses. So... The problems of the meta are still there. And I was talking to Jay Kirik earlier this week. Uh, if you guys don't know Jay Kirik, he's a top, top, top leaderboard player. And I asked him because I was like, look, I'm a noob. Maybe I don't understand. Is there any reason for the tier five cost increase? Because I don't see it right now. If you look at the meta right now, it's a terrible time to do that. Because it's already a tier 4 meta, and for the people that don't high roll, what do you have to do in order to try to salvage it? You have to try to go for poison and everything. That's tier 5. So, 
it's not like you're incentivizing people to do something different because it is a tier four meta. Remember, we talked about the Avenged tier four meta, but you're just locking people out of their outs. And once again, this isn't just from me. This is from an actual good player that I have asked. Um, and he said, he's like, no, I don't see a reason for this change. As in, it is just, it doesn't help the meta. It's actually just not good. And he doesn't see a reason for it. So it's just like, you know, we have the good, which is all of this effort, right? All this effort, all of this creativity, some creativity. And then you just have the stuff in which during the time in which they are launching competitive BGs, they're also doing all of this stuff, and that doesn't really jive. And there's look, there's nothing to be done about these decisions that they've made with this new patch. And that's not even as important as the response that they're going to make. And that is what I'm interested in. They put in all this effort. Know. They've done all this stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the, the next few weeks slash like month. I think from a competitive perspective, there's no way it can be good even if they do a A++ job from here on out. Like, I just don't think that that's... They, they've said... That, like, we said this when they did duels. They've set themselves up to fail when it comes to balance. Except at that time, I think they honestly thought that they could sort of balance duels. Here? There's no way. There's no way. I don't think the developers on the balance team at Blizzard are that dumb. There's no way. They know what they're gotten themselves into. They either, you know, they just, they're, they're not balancing this, like, to the level of competitiveness. They're going to make balance better than the first two weeks. First two weeks is going to be a mess. Uh, but they're, and they're, they're, they may do an excellent, very fast job with all the tweaks and the knob turning and the nerfs and the adding the armor back in and just, you know, doing what they can, right? It could be super responsive. They will still not come close to having a remotely competitive balance game with the buddy system in a few months. Like, this is stuff that you have to fine-tune over years. And they're not going to do that because it's an event meta. So, this is just not for the competitive players. Um, and the competitive players are going to have to play it yep. for many months. So, I don't know. You say you're looking forward to the process. I don't care about the process. I don't think it matters that much. I mean, okay, I also don't play Battlegrounds. If I were a competitive player playing Battlegrounds, I would really care about the process because it would either make my life totally miserable or just pretty annoying. And that makes a big difference to your quality of life, right, when that's your job. But in terms of people who are not actual professionals who are trying to play this competitively, you know, like for fun because competition is fun and skill is fun... This is just a terrible direction. And there's nothing they can do to go away from this direction, at least not until the next project, right? Like, it's always possible that at the end of this, they're like, ah, oh, we went too far. We spent too much resources. And, uh, you know, there was uh, such an outcry from the community for so long that we had to cut the event short. And we didn't really want to do that. So we didn't get as much out of it as we thought we were going to get out of it. And, like, it was fun for a bit, but it really wasn't fun for three months. And we're just not going to do this again in the future. Like, but the next the next X number of months that they're going to stay with this, it's it can't be good. For, like, I would love to be proven wrong, but I'm not speaking from like an odds perspective. Like, I think there's only a zero point one percent chance they're going to be able to balance this. There is a zero percent chance that they are going to be able to make skill shine in this meta. Zero. 
mathematically zero. They may mathematically balance it, just literally just with the armor system. You can balance almost anything in terms of class win rates. But it doesn't change the fact that whether you win or not is going to be randomly determined by who you happen to match up with each turn. Yeah, so I want to address something because uh, I I see this in the chat right now. When I said that, like, oh, I don't understand why they made this change. And people are like, oh, this is why. Um, So first of all, uh, a dev, Dom, explained that they changed it because when they were playtesting, people were getting to tier six too easily and spamming Amalgadons and blah, blah. I understand that. Like, I, I knew that. When I when I say something like I don't understand why they did it, it's not like I don't know what they have stated. It is if you take that statement, when we were playtesting, it was too easy overall for heroes to get to tier six. Listen to or, or like li- now go back, listen to what I said during this podcast. Look at the differences in these heroes. And now recognize that you haven't equally... Remember, this is like disparate impact, you know? Like, we've talked about disparate impact here. You increasing the cost by two means that the powerful econ heroes, it's like a speck of dust on their shoulder. Like, they don't even... They don't even care about that, right? Like, some of these heroes just completely they look at that and they're like oh my god this is so inconsequential what they have done is increase the taxes on everybody by five thousand dollars yes so if you make it's not a percent you're screwed yeah if you made a hundred thousand dollars you're not so far off if you make a billion dollars you don't know what happened yep that's the problem with something like this so yes i i heard what dom said but this sort of solution while very, very simple, what it actually yeah. does is it exacerbates I, the problem yes. that they initially saw. That's why yeah. I said I don't understand why they do this. Yeah. And and the reason that we said we don't understand why they do this, not that they're really dumb, is because even though Dom said that, that can't be the only reason. They have to have other reasons. Like, this isn't something that, like, oh, my God, we, we know how taxes work and stuff, and they don't. And so we know what the desperate impact is going to be. Even without playtesting, they could have taken like 10 minutes and thought about it, and then they would have gotten the answer. This is not something that requires super smart people or, you know, whatever. They, they knew. So they did it anyway, and it was very specific. It was on, on Tier 5. This is not something that came with like without a lot of thought behind it. So, so- we just don't know what the thought was. And it could be a very smart reason, and we just we just don't know, right? Because we, you know, they haven't really announced the smart reason. This also goes into this problem, and we've seen it before with like quite a few, I, I get, I guess, of uh, BG metas. Um, they reportedly playtest a lot internally. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say this in the nicest way possible play testing internally from some people who are good at bgs although not playing at the highest levels and some people who are probably just average at bgs and mixing those lobbies together and playing versus having the actual simulated leaderboard experience like they had with all of those streamers even just being in there for a few hours 
it's very different and it produced a product in which you looked at it. My takeaway was, wow, how did it come to this? Like, I, were they hoping for this? One interesting data point is that uh, basically Dom made a comment to somebody and, and said that like, wow, after this stream, we have gotten so many comments from the playtesters, as in the streamers, as in high leaderboard, like, you know, no BGs, just like like the back of their hand kind of players. And they're like, you know, we've gotten so many, so much feedback that we haven't really considered. And it's just like, yeah, that's just what <laughs> happens. That's just what happens. And you see how broken it is. And you see, like, I was watching um, Slissa and Collins and, you know, they were, they were thinking of ways to do this and do that. And, you know, they played very well because they're good players and then they would just get absolutely pummeled like um i remember they were doing well with i forgot what hero and then the uh, the first person died so it means the 15 damage cap was over they had 29 hp and then they just got completely demolished on the next turn and it just felt bad right like because i don't know what more they could have done there in order to just not <laughs> not survive from 29 health and that happened a lot. Lobbies just died. I remember that it's like there, there were some times in the lobby in which like it would go from eight players. There, there was one turn. It went from like eight players just down to four, four immediately. Like people just popped. Um, it's going to be quite fast. And in the future, if it's just not possible at all for Blizzard to do more advanced playtesting, to invite people and have them sign NDAs, uh, I understand. If absolutely nothing can be done or, or if they just don't want, want to do it, that's fine. Well, but it, for something like this, man, was it needed. Yeah, here's the thing. They can do that and then they'll get suggestions and they'll make another turn, right, of the balance changes. What are they going to do? Get them back again? Because it's still going to be crap. Like, it's not going to be that much better. It's going to be a bit better. But like you said, you move a, a lot of knobs on a very complicated system. Everything's on a string. More crazy stuff will happen, right? It may be even worse than the original. Because you don't know the solution, right? You have to then come up with the solutions after you take your comments, watch what people do. So what they need is actually the top Battleground players in their actual internal testing team to do this for, like, as a job, like intermittently over the course of uh, balance development but you do that and then those guys have like the most insane edge over everyone else and then it's like not fair and also like what's the point of the game kind of if you're just doing this um i don't know i'm not saying that that wouldn't solve the problem but it would take more than just getting everyone to sign an nda and do a play testing for a few hours yeah. that would not actually help you would have to repeat that process like 10 times at least yeah, and, and then it'll help. Also, uh, Blizzard might not even care so much, right? They they might just saying like, yeah, your play experience is an absolute outlier, which it is. Yeah, super outlier. Super, super outlier. outlier. They're they're so good. They're too good. They're too good to be playing this game. Why are they playing this game? Right. So competitively, almost nobody plays this game that competitively. No. Well, know, th like, this is why they are here. this is why they are in like the top 200 100 yeah exactly top 10 by leaderboard mm -hmm. by definition you're doing something very weird in terms of your gaming behavior like 
this is not what 99.9% of the player base is, is going through. And uh, frankly, it's really hard for us to anticipate what you little tiny outlier people are, are going to do. Because you're very weird. Uh, you're somewhat destructive and that you're literally seeking to abuse anything we put into the game. Uh, like a little toxic, honestly. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we can't, we, we like actually can't think at that level because if we could, then we would be number one. Right. And, and we're, we're not, we're, we're, we do well, you know, we're, we're good at our games. It's not like we're playing around at literal average levels, at least not the balance team. We're like at the top, easily top 1%. That should be enough. Um, of course the problem is that that's not enough because it's not just that those top 100 players or whatever are so good and no one else can replicate what they do. It's that they come up with strategies and then everyone copies those, everyone who cares about winning, right? Copies those strategies. And most of those strategies can be done by pretty much anyone and doesn't require ridiculous APM or ridiculous amounts of skill and have high success. And then it deteriorates down so that like 25% of, uh, you know, anybody playing at any time, not like by person, not player based by person, but player based by player time, uh, is now affected by, by this stuff. So, I mean, it's hard to be a dev, right? Of a competitive game, it's hard. No one's saying it's easy. Uh, but I think this is not a fully unexpected result. I think this is a, yeah, and we are just going to let it happen kind of deal. Um, it's it's not that, like, it's not even like these are new devs or anything, right? Like, there's so many veterans on the team of, of game development. And then there's so many good players that will, you know, provide the facts to the veteran game designers who will have the experience to know how these game designing elements work um, and how playtesting works. So they knew what was going to happen. This is just not something that was high priority or at least not higher priority than making the game cool and fun. So Battlegrounds is going to be cool and fun for who knows how many months um, and competitiveness is going to suck. And there's nothing Blizzard can do about it now because that's not their design choice. Like, that's all there is to it. Like, I don't know why you're holding out a little bit of hope for how fast they respond. Um, in the, as in, like, yeah, like, it would be nice, but it doesn't matter to the end product. Um, it would just, like, feel nicer, maybe, that they care more, right? Everyone likes to feel like they care, you know, the game developer that you're spending so much time playing that they care about you and your game mode. Um, we certainly love that. Whenever any drips of information about Arena and whatever comes out, we're like, ooh, uh, but but it doesn't change the bottom line, at least not when it comes to uh, the buddy system. It's an event. Go into it, treat it like an event. It's going to be a real long event. So, you know, have fun, and then hold on to your seats. And uh, if everybody turns against it at the same time, uh, which probably won't happen for the first month, maybe not even for the first two months, um, but if it eventually happens, maybe Blizzard responds and cuts the event short compared to what they want, and then, you know, don't do anything this dramatic again. Like, if you're a competitive player, that's actually your best hope. Uh, if you're just kind of a, you know, casual player, maybe not like casual, you know, in the derogatory term, but I mean casual, like you don't really care about being on the leaderboard or anything like that, right? Um, you know, maybe this isn't such a bad thing. You know, it's, it's exciting. It'll be fun for literally everybody, including competitive players for a few weeks. All right. Uh, so I think that's it for BGs. Once again, will I be playing? Yeah, I think it'll be fun. You guys should play too. You guys should check it out. Uh, this is huge. At the very least, it should be just kind of cool to play around, tinker with some new toys for a while. There's no way that it won't at least be pretty interesting. So 
Yeah. That's sort of the the thing with BGs. I I have a feeling we'll be talking about BGs for a, a little while because there's so much to figure out. There's going to be gonna a be lot of broken about BGs stuff. until Arena has the the mini set come out probably. Yep. Um, because nothing else is going to happen to Arena from here on out. We know this. Uh, and yeah, um, one thing that I want to end this on is actually huge news. Um, probably bigger news than this buddy system thing. Um, Activision Blizzard got acquired by Microsoft. So you're now playing a Microsoft game. Uh, it's still Activision Blizzard. I don't think they're going to come in and do anything with the actual development teams or anything. Uh, your experience will probably be, for a Hearthstone player, will probably be literally identical to if this never happened. Um, but I'm glad, one, I'm glad that everybody was super positive about this. I was actually surprised. I was trying to read reactions, engage Reddit and whatever. And the overwhelming response is wonderful. And, and Microsoft doesn't even, at least historically, it hasn't had, like, the best reputation. It's not, it doesn't have a bad reputation, but it's kind of a whatever, you know, developer and whatever. But I think Blizzard's reputation had gotten, like, so low as, like, an entity that's capable of, you know, being an adult in the room and managing itself. Uh, both in terms of ethics and, honestly, in terms of actual game development. Uh, seeing Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, you know, like, all the whatever, right? Like... Overwatch 1 had, like, a miracle turnaround save where they salvaged Titan. Like, Blizzard was going down this path for, for a while. Um, and, and it all just kind of blew up even harder with the whole ethics thing. So, everybody had a, a pretty positive reaction. And uh, I'm glad for that. Because Microsoft is the adult in the room. They are very good at being adult. Doing adult-like stuff. And managing things. And making things do okay. Um... That's not great if you were talking about Blizzard like 20 years ago. Like, that would not be a great thing to happen to Blizzard. But these days, that's kind of what Blizzard needs. And I think everybody uh, recognizes that. And uh, hopefully Microsoft will keep uh, more of an observation on kind of a loose hand on, on the devs and, uh, and let Blizzard kind of do their own creative things substantively and instead just manage process-related things, marketing-related things, integration with Xbox, which people are pretty excited about. Uh, I'm not an Xbox user, so uh, it doesn't really affect me, but um, if you do have an Xbox, a lot of Xbox integration may be coming, and that's nice. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just I, It's hard for me to see a negative in this, which was surprising, because there's always... Almost always a negative when these big acquisitions happen. And this is big. I think part of it is just Activision Blizzard is at such a low point. People are... So much negative stuff is coming out. Not just their culture now, but their inability to come out with games. And, and everything yeah. is delayed. And then, uh, of course, you know the whole fiasco with like Bobby Kotick... It's just all bad. You don't hear anything good out of Blizzard anymore. So this change in ownership, people are just hoping it's like, God, it's got to be better than the current situation, right? Because uh, Blizzard used to maybe. be so good. Like if you remember Blizzard at its, even at its near peak, maybe not its like actual peak, if you can get 60% of that in today's game developing world, you would still have a very solid product, which with the branding that uh, that Blizzard had, I don't know how bad it is now, um, but like I'll buy the next Blizzard product that you know comes out. Uh, it, it it's still a very large player in the general video game you know gaming space. 
So there's there's the hope for that. And, and in case people wonder, you know, whether people actually get punished or whatever, Bobby's gonna get a huge paycheck out of this. Uh, this is the best thing that ever happened to Bobby. Uh, he may end up with uh, more money than if the scandals never broke out and he never had to sell Activision Blizzard. Unfortunately, Bobby is in a situation in which um, he can't lose. He, mm-hmm. he can't lose. As in, like, he will just get an obscene amount of money no matter what. And not only that, he, I think he's winning more. I don't even think it's just like, oh, he lost, but it's not so bad because he's still going to get, like, a bajillion dollars. Like, I think he's getting more money than if none of this ever happened. Like, if they were not sued by the, the state of California and all these allegations didn't come out and he was just running Activision Blizzard as normal, I'm pretty sure he would make less money than what just happened. Because at that point, nobody would have agreed to sell Blizzard for this price and he wouldn't be able to get his payout. Like, they're still bored, right? It's not like he runs the whole thing. Yep. All right. That's basically it for uh, for that. Uh, hopefully, you know, if if you're sitting there and being like, "Man, I hope that uh, Overwatch Two comes out uh, smoothly or comes out at all," something like that, you know, um, mm-hmm. you gotta like this because yeah. I don't think Microsoft is going to come in and be like, "Oh, don't worry about Overwatch Two. Yeah, you guys botched that. We'll get them next time." No, I think they're gonna be like. Okay, let's hunker down. What the hell do you have right now? And uh, whatever you have, we are turning that into a game. (laughs) Yes. Can we possibly sell this and have people playing it and not, like, lose our entire reputation? More so than we already have. Mm -hmm. Is that a yes? Can we get this done in some reasonable amount of time? Okay, then let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. And you know what? At this point, it's Overwatch 2 because they've stopped supporting Overwatch 1, basically. That's what you need. Like, Overwatch 2 does not have to be revolutionary. Overwatch 2 has to exist. All right. That's it from Microsoft. Anything else? Nope. That's it. That's it from me. Until next week, this is Adwikta. This is Merp. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.